0: Welcome to the EMDR chat with Kurt and Michelle. I'm Dr. Curtis Roundsen,
1: and I am Dr. Michelle Gottlieb. And
0: Michelle, you seemed out of sorts today. You know what? I
1: I really am. I'm really irritable today, and I'm going to tell you why. Why? Um, we had someone send me uh, an email the other day saying they had read an article uh, talking about uh, how EMDR therapy has no research; it's not a valid therapy. Uh, and I, I said, "Well, show me, send me the article because I mean, there's old stuff, but nothing recent. This article was written October 2023, so this is a recent article. And as I started to read it, I got really irritable. Um, mm-hmm. There's they cited two uh, research articles in this uh, this column that was written. The most recent research article they re- they cited was 2005." It's a 19-year-old right. research article. And, Kurt, I know yeah. that EMDR therapy has been struggling with the, you know, that we're a controversial therapy and we don't really do anything. It's nothing new. And I know you've been part of this journey since almost the beginning. So I wanted you to share with with all of us kind of your thoughts about this. Well,
0: let me start by sharing your um, frustration as Peter Finch said in the movie Network hmm. long before many of our listeners were born, was, I'm mad as hell and I'm not going to take it anymore.
1: Seriously, right? Um,
0: yeah, I, I was not in the very beginning, you know, as uh, one of the founding board members of EMDR and all the anti-stuff that was coming out about EMDR in the early 90s and the, the cadre of reviewers that went through and, and was constantly throwing... Um, negative things uh, towards EMDR and frankly, personally against Francine Shapiro who developed it.
1: Right. Ugh.
0: And uh, so there's so many things I have to say,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: I'll just start blabbering. And, <laughs> and I'll we'll occasionally, yeah, throw something in. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, uh, I'm I I'm familiar with the article that you were talking about. Uh, 2005 was the latest uh, reference. Um, yeah, but it from the very beginning, <clears throat> EMDR was controversial because it broke the paradigm of the day. You know, you and I both know in our part one of Three Weekends, we, I end the thing with Pasteur. In Louis our basic Pasteur. training, sorry. In our basic trainings, yeah. Uh, I talk about Louis Pasteur and how he was called a, sh- a, fra- a fraud, a charlatan, and another Antoine Mesmer, because he believed in ghosts and goblins. And what he believed in was that there were things that the human eye could not see or detect. And in that day, the belief was if it couldn't be seen, it didn't exist. And so he was accused of all sorts of crazy things. So Francine Shapiro comes along and had this, you know, serendipitous discovery of eye movements. And she began to develop a process around it. And boy, did the world of academic psychology just go back crap crazy. I'm sorry. You know, because it was against everything that was there at the time. And the other thing was that it seemed to work more quickly. Um, <clears throat> so her original study, as you know, a pilot study, was it was flawed. She was an experimenter and she was the researcher and it was all subjective measures. But what was really interesting was that in the subjective measures that were used, which was, you know, Volpe's sud scale, Subjective units of disturbance scale, zero to 10, and she developed the validity of cognition, the one to seven scale, which is for uh, the strength of a positive cognition at the beginning of the treatment. Uh, what was interesting is that there was a dramatic decrease in the amount of upset in one very one session, and it was disbelieved. And the powers that be, the paradigm, this thought that this was something complete, it was a fuzzball kind of thing. It was California, hmm. you know, Michelle. Right, what, and it was nor- and it was Northern California. Right. It's even even worse. So it's right? just
1: all about granola and woo woo woo, but nothing
0: real here. Oh yeah, and so all this stuff happened, and then <clears throat> uh, in the early twenty two years ago, twenty two years ago, <laughs> uh, I uh, my colleague who's passed away now, Byron Perkins, and I we did an article uh, that was published in the Journal of Clinical Psychology. We called it EMDR. Clarifying Points of Confusion, and I was stunned by what I learned in research. I was trained in a research practitioner model where in my background and doctoral program, you had a hypothesis, you tested it, and then you did a result, and you know what? If it didn't meet your outcome, you had a thing called a discussion section where you thought where that might... Be the reason it did not work. And if it did work, you talked
1: about why you thought it might work. And good science suggests Mm. that, you know, that I mean, disproving something is just as valuable as proving something, right? So if you have a theory and you test it and you go, oh, it didn't work, that's still good science, but you don't make up the results.
0: Oh, yeah, that's what we found out. Because in those days, it was easy. We went through all the extant research on EMGR back in you know, early 2000, and uh, we found a very interesting thing, Michelle. Hmm. And that is, first of all, most clinicians quit reading research once they leave their graduate program.
1: Or they read just that last paragraph, the conclusion, yeah. without actually reading what happened in the research article. Well,
0: Well, here's the deal. If they actually read the conclusion of the research article itself, that would be one thing. However, most rely upon the reviewers Hmm. of research to tell you what that last paragraph of the real article said. Mm -hmm. And so Byron and I went through these these articles, and and we discovered an interesting thing, is that we we divided the categories into three, a a table with three different things. We call it the sins of omission, commission, and distortion. That... There were simply reviewers that simply refused to acknowledge certain articles that were showing EMDR to be effective and focusing on those that were not. And then there were those that they simply made up something or they misquoted what the research article said. And I began to realize that reviewers of research often have their own agenda. Does that surprise us at all?
1: Well, and, you know, as you say that, it... um It reminds me of the story you also tell of uh, Bessel van der Kolk and uh, the um, Prozac study and where it got published. (laughs)
0: Where it did not get published because, you know, uh, Bessel was one of the first ones that, you know, used, uh, I believe it was Prozac. Mm -hmm. He was a a resident uh, psychopharmacology uh, psychiatrist, and he did this thing with Prozac and uh depression, and his study showed that EMDR worked quicker and more effective than even Prozac. And it, you're not going to find it anywhere, except in his book, I Believe, The Body Keeps the Score, where he talks extensively about it. And that's the politics of research. So in 2002, when an article was published, Byron and I were waiting for the thunderstorm of you know anti, you know, ripping us apart. And we got no response hmm. because we quoted what the research said. And we quoted what the reviewers said side by side. It was right there. So having said that, I find it interesting. There's been two or three articles more recently that have come out and have challenged the uh, efficacy of EMDR therapy and the person of Francine Shapiro, some personal uh, accusations. And I think it's interesting. She, She passed away in 2019. And I think it's really interesting that some of these writers now are coming back and going after some of the same old stuff, because the Oracle, or the person who was the most eloquent in defending EMDR, is now gone. And so they bring this stuff up, and a new generation comes along, and they read this crap and they think it's true. And the other thing, Michelle, mm. I, I was my my wife actually was watching uh season twenty five. <laughs> Episode 3 of Law and Order: uh, Sexual Victims Unit. And it had to do with a, a case of a sexual assault. And the, the, the woman, the star of the show, uh, is getting triggered by her own assault that happened years before. And the very end of the show, I came walking in and my wife says, you've got to see the last two minutes of the show. Okay. And so it shows the star going up in an elevator into an office. And uh, she walks into a room that says EMDR therapy. And you know that... And she su- yeah, go ahead. She, sh- she shuts the door, and that's how it ends. Right. She's getting treatment.
1: And, and you know, a couple of things I want to say about all of that. One is the population, the world, know, people know about how incredibly powerful EMDR therapy is. I was listening to a podcast yesterday that, again, just two people talking about how life-changing EMDR therapy was for them. And so it angers me that politics and egos get yeah. so in the way of one, good research, and two, truly helping people heal.
0: Right. Well, there's, you know, uh, frankly, it's gone public. You know, uh, what Prince Harry talks about it, Cinder Bullock talks about it, Miley Cyrus talks, talks about it, Russell Brand talks about it, and other people of, of celebrity status talks about how EMDR changed their lives. And the very fact it's getting put out there now and it's uh, being utilized worldwide, you know, sticks in the throat and the craw of some people who have other approaches that they believe work. And I'm not saying there are not. There are other approaches that work. Just, you know, my whole thing about, as you know, with EMDR therapy is that it works, tends to work more quickly uh, than other uh, treatment approaches. Other approaches may work. It just takes them longer. And we're not a talk therapy. They don't have to put it in words. We can process that, uh, memories, without them having to um, use words necessarily to describe, which often triggers people and makes them more upset. And it's very, very uh, re-traumatizing. But since Mm -hmm. that time, what amazes me is that people uh, that write these reviews, obviously... uh, I. I don't know what their agenda is. And there is is
1: an agenda. You Uh, have to please recognize, there. when you read these articles, there is always an agenda.
0: Always. It's interesting. So, what's interesting is in uh, the most uh, recent uh, Veterans Administration and and Department of Defense clinical practice guidelines for the management of state post-traumatic stress, you know, EMDR was listed as one of the top three strongly recommended and if i'm correct even more recently i believe they dropped one of those other treatments out of it and there's only two right now prolonged exposure and emdr is strongly recommended people can go to the VA's stuff and see that and i just listen let me just run this <laughs> yeah. off okay Uh, World Health Organization gives EMDR uh, strongly recommended for both adults and children since 2013. International Society of Traumatic Stress Studies since 2018. Uh, Australian National Health and Medical Research since uh, 2007-2013. Again, the UK National Institute of Health and Care Care Excellence, or NICE, N-I-C-E, since 2018 and 2007. Uh, a French academy does it in 2007. I could go on, Association of Scientific Medical Studies in Germany, 2011. Dutch National Steering Committee guidelines mental health care since 2013. Now, <clears throat> that's a lot of approval, strongly recommended. Now, one of the interesting things, Michelle, for me, I've always said from the very beginning, you know, that the issue is that one of the biggest uh, argument against EMDR comes from my profession, mm-hmm. American Psychology, yep. the academics. Mm-hmm. And and they published a report in 2017 about APA clinical practice guidelines for we're talking about treatment of PTSD in this case. And they really put EMDR in a very lower category than prolonged exposure and some of these other things. And what was fascinating, it took clinicians in the UK to review the research. Of our own American Psychological Association and found an interesting thing, is that it was published in 2017, but the last research article they looked at was in 2013, and in in those years since, there were two meta-analyses, there were two, several studies showed that EMDR was not only effective, but superior to other approaches, but they were not included in the study by my own American psychological And
1: again, this is where we say politics and egos come up over and over and over again. Um, Like One of the things that people don't know because, right, we don't know about research, EMDR therapy has over 80 RCTs, random control trials. That is gold standard for uh, research showing how effective this therapy is. How many other therapy modalities do you know of that have over 80 RCTs?
0: Well, um, the, you know, there have been those that have been around long, a long, long time, and they have a lot of studies. But again, the issue is um, I, I remember Francine talking about a study, and I, I wish I could bring it to my mind. It just hmm. came to me uh, the, uh, that you'll hear research that says uh, prolonged exposure, uh, stress inoculation therapy, and EMDR therapy are equally effective. Hmm. And, <clears throat> and that's, that's technically true. That's right. But if you go into the actual research article, the meta-analysis that was done, what it really said was prolonged exposure and stress inoculation therapy required 60 to 90 hours to do what EMDR did in three and a half to five hours. Equally effective? Yes. Equally efficacious? No. But that's the kind of thing that we run up against, and you know, makes me mad as hell, and I don't want to take it anymore.
1: And the, yeah, uh, one ahead. of the,
0: I just one one other thing I just have to say is that um, in the early days, uh, Harvard researcher, a really, I mean, a good researcher, a man that I have no qualms against, but was very anti mdr from his academic background. Um, but you know, by the name of Dr. Richard Mcnally, uh, he's. He's done a lot of really great work, and he was very very much against EMDR in the early days and um, what I found interesting is that uh, uh, when Francine died the New York Times did an obituary on Francine and they quoted uh, dr. McNally first of all what he said early on and it, and this is from the New York Times. Many people regard EMDR as merely one of the many therapeutic fuzzballs that litter the landscape of psychology today. Others seem to seem deem it destined to transform clinical intervention from the treatment of post-traumatic stress disorder to the treatment of premature ejaculation. Hmm. How about that, right? Rather, you know, are, well, just a negative concept. After Francine died and the years since he wrote those things, McNally ends up in that article in her obituary, New York Times, saying, I've changed my mind, Dr. McNally said in a phone interview. I'm willing to do that based on new Mm -hmm. evidence. It seems like there's something going on there. (laughs) The representation of trauma seems to be reconsolidated in a way That doesn't distress people as much when later recalled. Now, that's a scientist. I don't mind criticisms and strong beliefs. What I really admire and what I admire about this man is that when the evidence was placed before him, he was willing to change his mind. That's what a real scientist
1: does. And, you know, Kurt, you and I have had people come up to us many times asking about uh, an adaptation to EMDR therapy or, quote-unquote, a new protocol or a new way of doing things or some of these um, offshoots who say that they're better than EMDR therapy. And both you and I say over and over and over again, is there research for it? Is there good research for it? because if there is right. fantastic show it let me you know anything that's going to make us better as healers i want to know but if there's no research for it or not good research and at, right again read the research um, right yeah you know, if there isn't then let it go but this is what i really want hopefully that you that y'all are taking from today is that the quote unquote controversy of emdr therapy um, was put to rest a long long time ago we have amazing research. It's not just word of mouth. Um, it's not just n of one studies. Um, we have strong, amazing research. EMDR therapy is accepted worldwide by all those organizations and more that Kurt mentioned. Um, it is it is the the therapy of choice for the first therapy of choice for many, many, many places and organizations. Please don't let the old Controversy stop you from getting trained and if you hear anyone talking about oh this stuff doesn't work there's no research, please take into account everything you've heard today It's just not true
0: and one other thing I need What's to throw so? out is that because EMDR is becoming so popular mm-hmm. and so uh, celebrity celebrize or whatever different people uh, of renown using it um, there are programs popping up all over that say they're training people in EMDR and they're not they're not uh, approved by the EMDR National Association which is the the one that develops the standards for both the material that's taught and the trainers that teach it you know and there is very strict uh, qualifications necessary to be an approved EMDR trainer and, and to do EMDR trainings. And today you see this stuff coming up all the time. So one of the things I've seen happen, and you know I've talked about this, is that patients come in and they say, oh, I had EMDR and it doesn't work, doesn't work. And then I ask them, well, what happened? what did they do? And they start telling me what the therapist did. And it has nothing to do with what EMDR right. did, what it right. really does. And that's the other piece now that we have to take into account. Is the people saying it's not working? Were they being treated by someone who was actually trained in the EMDR approved? Program. And let
1: me let me That's put one thing out piece. there: if for yeah. our listeners who are not in the U.S. or Canada, um, if you are in Europe, if it's uh, an EMDR Europe approved program, or you're in Asia, an EMDR Asia approved program, right? The, all of those are reputable programs it's the ones that aren't approved right. by anybody that you've heard of those are the ones that we're talking about right thank you all for listening thank you all for um, yes participating and helping to heal the world as always um, we do have a coupon for you just to thank you for being part of our community
0: and thank you for letting me uh, rant.
1: did i have a choice okay no. <laughs> <laughs> all right all thank you everyone for listening
0: Until next time.